0: Most of what the motivational speakers or the daily affirmation, the quotes, most of what they're centered on has its roots and foundation on the scriptures. Because when you look at believing in yourself, you can do it, you can do better, do hard work. Just look at the scriptures. I think it's 2 Timothy 1 7, I'm talking about God has not given you the spirit of fear, but of power, love, and of a sound mind. All of what they're saying, it comes from the scriptures. So God. The aspect of God is central to every being.
1: I see the world before me. I feel the cages for me. Seems like the world is falling, but I keep my head up the ground. I see the world before me. I know what change is coming. I hear the world is falling, so I keep my head up the ground. We break into it.
2: To every day. Hello and welcome to the Barrier Breakers Corner, where we shift mindsets around various topics such as family, finance, relationships, dreams, and visions, and most importantly, opportunities and how to walk into them. We want to annihilate the assumption that we cannot break barriers. Let me tell you this today. There is more on the other side of you breaking that barrier that you would never know unless you do.
3: Hello and welcome to The Barrier Breaker's Corner, where we step out on fake and defy the odds. I am your host, Joyce Donkor. Today we have an amazing guest. Season five is all about faith, about fear. So this is me scrambling throughout social media, looking for people stepping out on faith and finding out information and all of that. And we have an amazing guest here, all the way from Sierra Leone. He is Barrister Timothy Tadubasise. And yeah, I'd like him to introduce himself.
0: Yes, hello. I'm Timothy, Barrister Timothy Thadubasisei from Sierra Leone.
3: Awesome. Well, this is Faith Over Fear, and I just want to start from the beginning. Did you always desire to be a lawyer? How did it come about? Is it your parents? You know how you know African parents will just be like, you have to be a lawyer, you have to be a doctor. <laughs> was that your case?
0: Yes, I always wanted to be a lawyer. First off, my grandfather was a lawyer. He's deceased now. so. Growing up, seeing him, you know, visiting him, office hours, seeing how he goes about his work and everything. So I was like, I want to be a lawyer. So growing up, I've always been walking in that direction, to that direction.
3: Okay awesome so how has the journey been like the grades the work that you have to put in because i know lawyers have to read a lot but i know (laughs) you guys also have a ton of reading because my sister is a lawyer too so how has the journey been like studying the reading the getting to that place
0: for me it's been tough because i was not only reading law but i'm also Part of a musical band, gospel musical band. So it was heavy for <laughs> me juggling music and a lot yeah. of reading. You have a lot of research to do, group work. You don't want to be embarrassed when the lecturer calls on you, right. or points at you in class to answer a question. So most of the time you read ahead, or sometimes you just go by the grace of God, <laughs> what happens, happens. <laughs> but uh, yeah, it's tough. Sometimes, because I remember during the, uh, the second year of my course study at university university, Phoebe College, me mm-hmm. year two, third year and final year, it was sleepless nights. Uh-huh. It was so tough that you cannot afford to have a reference. All clear passes. Wow. All clear passes. So you cannot afford to so imagine the psychological stress Mm -hmm. physical stress being part (laughs) of a musical band effective there church and family and other things so yeah some things had to wait wow i I I had to wait until i finished it because it was well not say do or die but this was very paramount
3: wow i actually want to talk on that you saying some things had to wait because a lot of christians have this thing that if i don't go to church or if I don't do this, or, I mean, you had the music, you had your law, but it was like you put the music aside to focus on the studies, right?
0: Not really. It was basically the ministry calling. Because growing up as a young boy, well, my dad always wanted me to come into ministry. But I think the calling has always been there. But first, I was not going with the idea. I was like, I want to be a lawyer and a musician. So the ministry had to wait at a certain point in time. But yet still, I was affecting choir practices. Just that the aspect of ministry, accepting what it entails,
3: mm. you know, working
0: with it, at first, <laughs> did not accept it. I fought against it, just as Jonah fought against the call of God.
3: Okay, so that part is what you had to wait. Yes, yes. Okay, because you were afraid of going into it? Hmm. Okay, because <laughs> I was going to say, I mean, also, we can just talk about it as well, but I was going to say how it's, when you are focused on something, it's hard for you to go on to another or whereas believers, some people feel like it has to be, okay, I need to get this thing done. I need to still go to church. I need to still I mean we're not saying don't go to church. I'm not saying don't go to church. Mm -hmm. But it's like you have to there has to be a line. You need to focus on the studies. And I'm not saying you're going to church doesn't make you a Christian. True. True. Yeah. Having a relationship with God is Paramount to going to church. So it's, should I say more important. That it's more important than going to church. Going to church is, and I, maybe you might have something else to say. <laughs> and let's talk about what it. what
0: I think is going to church is paramount. It is central to your being as a Christian.
3: however, this
0: is very central to your being as a Christian. but nonetheless, yeah. God needs you to build capacity for what is ahead. Right. Study to show thyself approved. You right. need to have the intellectual knowledge. I mean, just how to express yourself properly and everything needed skills that are necessary to be acquired for what is ahead. Because mm-hmm. failing to prepare is just about preparing you to fail. Yeah. Yeah. So you need the physical empowerment alongside with going to church this spiritual empowerment so it goes hand in hand you don't leave one for the right. other they're intertwined that's what i think
3: yeah. Okay. So let's crap. Going to church is not important. It is important. I mean, it is, then, it
0: is very much important.
3: <laughs> it is important <laughs> because I mean, the Bible does say, what's it called? Do not forsake the gathering of the brethren. So yes. it is important. But for me, I'm thinking in my mind that it's also important that you build your relationship with God. So you don't want to be going to church and be going empty. You want to go into church with an expectation with a word in your heart and after praying and seeking God for whatever it is during the week and building that relationship, reading your word, worshiping, when you're going to church, you're going to knowing that God has a word for you, because sometimes you're at home, you're looking for a word from God. And it's always, I mean, sometimes it's only when you go into that meeting place that you're able to receive that word and it might not even come from the preaching. It might come from the prayers. It might come from the worship. It might come from you talking to somebody. I don't know how we got into this part of the conversation. (laughs) I wanted to, because you said you had to put something aside, I was thinking you had to put ministry aside. But then again, you talk about being afraid of the assignment God had called you to. But before we even go into that, so you are currently practicing law.
1: Yes,
0: I'm undergoing my pupillage. Okay. 12 months as payroll. Over 10 years in standing at the bar. Oh,
3: wow. So. Were you afraid going into the law
0: though? Well, not really. What I was afraid of was the law school, not the law course at university.
3: <laughs> What's the difference? <laughs> you
0: do a four-year law course, you attend the Bachelor of Law degree
1: mm-hmm. with
0: the relevant subjects or modules that are prescribed as part by gaining admission into the law school. Mm-hmm. There are certain modules you need to pass, so they are done at the university, during your four-year course. So. Yeah done and finished that, going into the law school, we've heard about stories, myths about the law school, it's difficult, blah, (laughs) blah, 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 blah. you know now. And so I'm human, obviously. Right. And then that fear came upon me, Ha! will I be able to go through this?
1: Mm -hmm.
0: At first, I was like, considering where I live, all other things I'm engaged in, but then at this point... I mentioned that some other things had to wait during my four-year call. Mm -hmm. And at this point in time, during law school, my attendance in church dwindled a little bit. But my relationship did not die out. That was the catch.
3: Yeah, relationship was hard.
0: Yes, it did not die out. I thank God for the friends I got to meet when we went into the law school. Even before, my brothers that I graduated with, for about four or five of us, We got ourselves together. We're Christians, like-minded people.
1: Mm -hmm.
0: So we encouraged each other that this is possible. Others have done it who do not know Christ, just hard work, pure principles of success in knowledge, they apply. We have God, so we can do better. Mm -hmm. So that helped us to overcome the fear. And that also helped me personally to overcome the fear because being alone law school is very scary Mm -hmm. so you tend to go in the towel and say no let me leave and go (laughs) of the pressure the psychological physical your health you have to look at your health from time to time and many
3: other things yeah i was gonna say how did you overcome but you talk about having the right people around you the kind of friends that you have the friends you want to talk about that tell us more yeah Mm -hmm. I mean, why it's important to have the right people around you. It is
0: very important. There's this thing called affirmation, daily affirmation. What you say, what you Mm -hmm. speak, it literally becomes your reality, what you experience from time Mm -hmm. to time. Mm -hmm. So we as like-minded Christians saying that I can do all things through Christ, who strengthens me, I'm a conqueror. Those scriptures, daily, you speak them, you read them, you say to yourself personally. Mm -hmm. And it is all about focusing on your strength and not your weaknesses.
1: Hmm.
0: I personally focus on my strength and not my weaknesses because if you look at what you cannot do, then you definitely not do that which you can do.
1: Right.
0: You must not focus on what you cannot do. If yeah. you do that, then you will not do what you can do. Yeah. Hmm. That just means that you're defeating yourself. You're okay. your own enemy because if you focus on your weaknesses, you can achieve nothing. When you focus on your strength. It gives you a sense of positivity. Mm-hmm. It makes you to see the light at the end of the tunnel, yeah, a little bit.
3: I think that yeah. makes so much sense because when you think about and for me as a reflective person, there are times that and uh, just be honest here, I'd be thinking about. I don't even think about my strengths. I think about my weaknesses because I feel like I have to work on it. I have to. And I get like, um, how should I? Not embarrassed, but I feel weak or...
0: You're couching. You feel mellow.
3: Yeah. And I look down on myself because I'm just like, Joyce, you can do better. But like you're saying, focus on your strengths. And that makes so much sense because then you're like, okay... Let me look at where, I mean, I'm good at and just develop it more. You said that, but in my mind, I'm also thinking, okay, why also not focus on your weakness and see where you need to do better? But the only thing is that whenever we look at our weaknesses, we are always, what's it called? We are not thinking about, we most of the time are not thinking about how can we do better? How can we grow? But we are thinking about, oh, you're bad you are not good enough. You're this, <laughs> like that. So, and that makes so much sense when you say focus on your strengths because then you're like you're good in so many other areas. It makes so much sense. And I just want to pause here and just talk to anyone out there that is listening and say that I think on one of our podcasts we talked about fear, how fear guides, and analyzing that fear. Also, when you look at yourself, look at your strengths, look at your weaknesses. See where you're good at, write them down or take your phone and leave a voice recording and say, talk about your strengths and what you're good at. And then look at your weaknesses and also analyze it and see instead of pointing bad, I mean, saying bad things about your weaknesses and how you are bad and how you're not good enough and how you can never make it, yada, yada. Look at those weaknesses and see where you need to grow and do better and not Look at the negativity of it and how it's affecting you. Because when you do that and it affects you negatively, you like you said, you become mellow. Your day is spoiled. You don't know what to do. You just go on. And then sometimes you just allow the enemy to even creep into your mind and start saying all kinds of things about you before you realize you're in that mental state where you are down, you're having that, what's it called? My mind is getting blank this morning. What's going on? But you've gone to that mental health place where you cannot even come back you're just weak and then that's when you start thinking about suicide and how you're not good enough and you cannot do this for your family you cannot even a simple small thing you're not even good at so i think i'm blabbing on right now but it's Mm -hmm. just to encourage somebody that focus on that strength look at the weaknesses as well and see how best you can grow there but don't look at it in a way that will make you go back and wayward
0: true one thing that is very paramount is failure or sometimes when you're faced with temporal failure, it is just an opportunity to do it better. always come to realize that these things, the motivational speakers do, the quotes we see here and there in social media, when I look at it respectively, I came to understand that most of what the motivational speakers or the daily affirmation, the quotes, most of what they're centered on has its roots and foundation on the scriptures. Uh Mm-hmm. Because when you look at believing in yourself, you can do it, you can do better, do hard work. Just look at the scriptures. I think it's 2 Timothy 1:7, talking about God has not given you the spirit of fear, right. but of power, love, and of a sound mind. Yeah, all of what they're saying, it comes from the scriptures. So mm-hmm. God, the aspect of God is central to every being. We go on social media, we see how people daily the full out there, ideas out there, it's all about you. You can do it. Yes, you can do it. True, but the greatest honor you can give God. I heard this from a bishop, Bishop Michael Konko.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: There was a, a seminar I attended. He said the greatest honor you can give God is by saying, I cannot do this by myself. Help mm-hmm. me.
1: Mm-hmm. It's
0: the greatest honor you can give God. Yeah. I cannot do it by myself. Help me. So there's always... The space that God created in man, that only him can feel, mm. no matter what you put into that space, be it your desires or whatever you may mm. call it, there is a space created in man that only God can feel. Until God feels that space, you are not complete. Right. Uh, I think it was on Wednesday, yes, we are in church. And then I said, peace of mind doesn't mean you have abundance. It means mm. you're satisfied with what you have, um, yeah. but looking to have more. Mm-hmm. That is just it. Peace of mm. mind. Satisfied with what you have and looking to have more or looking to have better of what you have now. That's just it. Yeah. Focus on your strength the affirmation, what you speak, the company, putting God at the center of it all. Mm. If you take God out of the equation, it is incomplete. I'm sure you did math. <sighs> when one variable is absent the equation yeah. is incomplete
3: yeah and uh, wow this is deep where you said when we don't put god like if you come to god and say god i cannot do this he's definitely going to help you and true what wowed me there is thinking about faith about fear and surrendering that fear to god and saying god i'm afraid of this I don't know how to go about it maybe I need one more confirmation maybe I need you to guide me on how to go about it maybe and it can be different things it doesn't have to, have to be different anything things. big it could be as small as my finances god help me I'm afraid of how I spend so god help me so that I'm spending wisely oh god I am not good at telling the truth I'm afraid I mean to even tell the truth because I feel like this person wants to hear the lie. But God, he said, we should not lie. So how do I go about this? Like just surrendering even the littlest yes, things. Everything,
0: no? God cares about every single thing. That is why what God wants is relationship. And relationship mm. means making yourself well, vulnerable or being open. Yeah. Sometimes we come to God all speaking English Lord, I you know, sometimes I just talk to God like you talk to your friends. Just be, be real. don't come to me big man or big woman. No, God will just look at you like, ah my boy, I know what is the problem. Just be honest with me.
3: <laughs> That's all. Yes, and become even be like I'm Professor It's right here. And then you bring your barristership to God and might as well calm down. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, yeah, truly. Eh? Like that is so awesome, like surrendering it to God, like My fears, I don't think I've thought about it that way. Like, God, I'm surrendering this fear to you. I know I'm afraid. And sometimes, especially when God has called you to do something and you are afraid, surrendering it to him and be like, God, this is me right now. I'm afraid of doing this, but I need you to help me because you said so. So I know that you're going to guide me. So help me in this situation. And like you said, he's going to give you peace of mind.
1: You're going to be
3: satisfied. Yes. So you talked about going into ministry as you were Studying the law. Why were you afraid (laughs) of going into that aspect?
0: Well, growing up, I've seen how ministers of the gospel, what they do, how they are secluded most of the time. They spend much time in the deep. And the human desires, they have to deny themselves of so many things to meet the spiritual needs of people, to meet their needs as God will have it. Mm. So I've grown up in that kind of home. My dad, mother, and other ministers of the gospel have been around. We have seen how this thing go. I've seen. I'm like this. Is so when I become a lawyer, I will not do this. I will not go here. So this will be my life. And I'm like, no, I don't want this. I want to for ministry. I don't want that. That was my take on it. God said, "I'm not ready for you yet. When I'm ready for you, i am handy. you." So that's been my fear. Seeing how ministers of the gospel. The things they do, their lifestyle is totally different. So I was like, ah no, this I
3: I don't want this kind of thing. Before you continue, that's the same thing for me, because my dad is a pastor as well. And seeing the work that he had to do, not just the spirituality of it, but also the physical part of it, where you're meeting people's physical needs, where you're putting your all for god and it's like your family is left aside not that he did not provide for us not that he didn't care about us my dad did like he is an awesome dad and he made sure that we were provided for made sure that we went to school so doing all of that yes he did but i felt like okay there were times that for me personally it was like okay i have a school event can you come i have to do this can you be there but he couldn't because he was focused on the ministry and that made me not even want to go into ministry. Like, I was like, (laughs) if this is how ministry life is going to be, like, I don't want it because I I mean, at some point I had to come to the realization that your home is your first ministry, your family is your first ministry. And so having that at the back of my mind, there's so many other things that I would adjust and do better if I should ever I mean, I'm doing ministry right now. This is ministry, anyway. Let me not even talk about pastors. Yeah, this is ministry. for anyway, fulfilling so, purpose.
0: Right. That's the main thing.
3: Yeah. The thing is, I still want to make sure that God is priority, but my assignment, my first assignment, is my home, and so I have to make sure that whatever I'm doing, if I'm preaching out there, if I'm sharing, like we're having this conversation, I'm also doing it at home because there is no point in you preaching, you teaching, you being there for people and it's not reciprocated at home. Like there has to be that reflection of it at home. So for me, that was my fear. And also seeing how ministers go around reaping and stealing and just lying to people like I just wanted the authenticity of it. I, I didn't see my dad do that, but you watch it in movies. You see it in movies. You see it on the news. You see
0: real life experiences yeah. from other people, things they tell you, right. you know. So, so uh, you're like, I don't think for right. myself.
3: Yeah, are just like, okay, so if this pastor is behaving like this, I don't know about me. I don't, if this is how pastorship is like, I don't want to be one. So when you talk about being afraid of going into that, that's what came to mind. Because for me, it was like, I don't even want to be a pastor's wife. I don't even want to be a pastor. So (laughs) yeah, because church people too, they are so, that's another (laughs) <laughs> story for another day <laughs> very wonderful so but yeah so how did you get to that point where you were like okay god i totally trust you and definitely would want to go into this
0: well towards the end of law school after bar finance exam yeah. and then i sat myself down without with, we
3: had a conversation with yourself or you have a, a board meeting with yourself yes
0: board <laughs> meeting with myself and then i was like okay all of these things happening and at that point, I was at the lowest point in my life. I was going through some emotional rollercoaster issues and all of that. And I said to myself, there, and then I came to know God on a different level, not just as knowing him as God, you're my father, my Lord and Savior,
1: mm-hmm.
0: having a more personal relationship with me. And then I'm like, ah, with God in the center, everything can actually work. Everything can work together. It just needs time management as God will have it. So I said to myself, there, let me give this a try. Then. I started being fully into the ministry, not just being musician in the church, uh, at least being involved in church activities wholeheartedly, not just being there by face, but wholeheartedly wanting to know how the ministry runs and everything. I was God to have it. And then, well, my dad passed December, last oh, December 2021. So when he passed on, yeah, I was just like, okay, so God, this is what you're preparing me for. Uh... The moment I said I'm ready, you took this man. All right, okay, well.
3: Your dad is I'm a pastor a
0: too. Yes. Okay. I was like, okay, well, since he's gone now, let me take him. Wholeheartedly, not like anybody forced me or saying, You are the son, you should <laughs> you should take over. No, I was like, yeah. I'm ready for this. This legacy must continue okay. because life we do not live for ourselves. If it is all about desires, all about our ones all about our our excesses. Well, we will not endeavor to impact the people. But seeing how at his death, at his funeral, the testimonies we've heard, how he impacted our people, now that, ah, so this thing is really good because at the end of it all, when you die, you go to meet your maker. You leave everything here, you leave every title, degree, and you leave them on earth. What matters is your relationship with God? Uh, so yeah. I was like, this is the way of life. Yeah, <laughs> Like, this yeah. is the way of life. So I'm like...
3: I've been saying this, and if I have to say it on every podcast, I would say it. <laughs> but I've been saying this on February, without the month of February. And I've been saying that God is preparing us for the future. And there is a generation that is fading away, and they are going slowly or maybe i mean we've seen that from even the pandemic how people have been going and god is preparing us for a time and a season especially as believers and if we are not prepared today for that next year or the next five years or the next 10 years whenever that day is or that time or season is then there's going to be a gap and then we'll have other people go in and fill that gap and we'll be sitting there wondering why these laws are not being changed This is not being done. That is not being done. Whereas we as believers can pray and change things. We as believers can work and make sure that those changes are made because our trust and our hope is in God. So if we are not prepared today, tomorrow, there's going to be that gap. And so as you talk about preparation, God is always preparing us for a takeover. And so if we are not prepared today, you're going to miss out on that takeaway. And somebody else might take that. (laughs) Sometimes the assignment is for you and you are the man for the job. But if you're not prepared, if you didn't give God your yes, he can pass it on to somebody else and give it to that person to do. (laughs) So, I mean, and you will definitely miss out on it because at some point you're going to be like, I had this idea. God gave me this. How come this person is doing it? You delayed on what God asked you to do or you said no. And so it's so important that as Believers, we prepare ourselves, we listen to God and be obedient and give Him our first yes. I was just having this conversation yesterday on the another, but giving God your first yes is very important so that we can fill that gap. Right now, God prepared you for a takeover. And at the right time, by the time the takeover came, it was like smooth sailing. You just went in because you're like you were already ready. So, and that's key. What are some of the challenges that you faced
0: when going to ministry?
3: both ministry, I mean, I think you've talked about the law and so, but probably in general, what are the challenges, Some of the challenges we face?
0: But the most paramount of all is time management. Whenever I have a conversation with people and then I'm like, okay, there's a fellowship, there's a church I'm pastoring, and they're like, and you're a lawyer. There's this notion that goes around lawyers are liars.
1: Mm-hmm. And then they're like, so how you...
0: Dispense your legal profession judiciously to the best of your knowledge without lying, being a pastor. I'm like, it's possible. There are so many areas of law that one can engage in, so many. So I'm like, so that aspect of time management, juggling the law and ministry. Like I told you, I'm also a musician. I'm part of a gospel band. Mm -hmm. And we normally have events coming up at Easter time. The, during the Easter holiday, so we begin practices from let's say November, December, oh, wow. going into the new year. So imagine it takes a lot of time. Midnight practices. Mm-hmm. I have to study another thing. But when I got enrolled into law school, I left that. with. I told them, I said the big deal is here, so I will be taking a one year off so <laughs> of finishing law school,
1: right?
0: And then I will come back. So that was the most paramount of all time management, uh, Managing even up to now, still having a little bit of issue. But as God will have it, he's the owner of the church. I'm yeah. just there to follow his instructions, not what yeah. I want to do. He leads me part time. The time management is one of the main issues. Secondly, one of my challenges that I've seen over the year is dealing with people. As you rightly mentioned, church people, Christians are wonderful people to deal with. They it, was some time back. Okay. I was having a privileged conversation with somebody. And then he said after, no, the correct phrase was that church people are more difficult to lead than a nation. And then I was like, what do you mean? And then he said, because church people, it is God. You don't drive somebody away from the church. (laughs) You don't chase them away. Jesus saves them. You have to encourage them. Despite all their flaws and every other thing, but in a nation, when somebody defaults, (laughs) when somebody (laughs) commits a crime, you you do the needful, but with the people of God, you treat them with utmost candor and respect. So, that has been my one of the challenges accepting people for how they are, what they are, who they are. Because some people will normally offend you, they will Mm -hmm. offenses will come, Mm -hmm. but you must not look to that. Challenges may come when people may cast a vote of no confidence on you. Ah, you are too young, a young man. How can you lead me in the church? So how can you lead me? And then we, we had a be workers for you. <laughs> Yeah, like... exactly. Let me be for you now, Bobo. And then I told them, I gave them, I think it was Matthew 10, 41. Oh yeah, Matthew ten forty one. And then I said, stop to see me as a young boy. I have stepped into this shoe. I respect the office, not me.
1: Mm-hmm. I'm mm-hmm. just there
0: but you expect the office. Mm -hmm. So for people to see you from that angle, you know, so it has been a challenge from time to time, the loyalty of people, the loyalty of people, because Mm -hmm. most of the time when people go to church or when people are in a fellowship or in an organization, when a certain leader leaves, we normally see bulk or chunk of them follow suit. And then some people just throwing the towel and say, no. Like I said, they cast a vote of no confidence. Yeah. Like, yeah, you are not able to you know everything yeah. like that. And then personally, for me, there are times when the challenges may come. When you see the battles up front, mm-hmm. like, can I do this as young as I am? Mm-hmm. <laughs> can I endanger myself? Mm-hmm. At this point, in time? am I really ready for this? And then whenever I have doubts, I go to God. And then God mm-hmm. always sends a word. I think it was recently. I was having some kind of issues within, and then God gave me. So it was Joshua. Yes, the book of Joshua. And then He gave me, "I will be with you, even when Joshua addressed the children of Israel." When He said, "Is there whom you, follow with uh-huh. me." So they say, "But for me and my house, uh, we will serve the Lord." And I was like, "Oh, so this was what God is.
1: This, this, yeah. this
0: is what God is saying to me." I was like, "Okay." Yeah. Okay, okay. (laughs) That calmed me down a little bit. From time to time, we face challenges. But as I'm going, I tend to see God makes me to be more calm. Because when you're faced with fear, if you become apprehended, or how should I put it? If you succumb to the fear, that's the word. If you succumb to the fear or you accept it,
1: Mm -hmm. it feeds
0: on you. feeds Mm -hmm. on your spirit. feeds on your joy. It's on your energy you're uh-huh. supposed to do uh-huh. you don't do it yeah. and then work is being slowed work is being delayed the impacts you're supposed to make because there is the understanding of time and seasons yeah there's a time there is a season yeah. you should do some things you delay the results will not come they will come yeah. but you will delay it also uh-huh. working aptly as yeah. well you do from- yeah so that has been one of the challenges, you hear, you do. And sometimes the instructions, they don't make sense to you. Mm, mm-hmm. That is how mysterious God is.
1: Yeah,
0: It will not <laughs> make sense to you. Logic yeah. will not explain them. Only by obedience. When you obey and then, you, and then, when you see the result and, and then you're like, ah, God, you're wonderful. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. So
0: had you not obeyed that particular instruction, you will not see the yes. result. That's true. So, That's and coupled with a lot of other things. These are just... Yeah. Those the things that them. I can remember <laughs> and as of now,
3: I wanna go back to when you said we have to when church people do certain things, we have to just like forgive them and just let them be and still love them <laughs> despite whatever. But I feel like there are certain things that cannot should not be taken. You can't steal money, you get caught and we still let you be the accountant for the church. <laughs> It's not possible. You have to go. You either sit in church and not be proud of anything, or you leave. Whatever it is, but you're not going to be in the account department. Or you can not hear of somebody that has raped another child, and then we still say, "Oh, because he's Christian, let him." Leave. That he has to go to prison. Like he has to be reported. Like there are certain things that it's going to be unacceptable. There are other things that we say, okay fine, forgive this brother or something like lying or just some little, little stuff that you say, okay, let's encourage this brother or let's encourage this sister. Let's pray for them and all of that. But there are some other things I feel like no matter what we are, you cannot keep sitting inside the church. I remember there was a time many, many years ago in our church and some guy i remember i was so young but i think i heard the story or i was there and this guy told a lady in the church that she was never going to give birth or something like that like how bold of you to even do that and i think at some point my dad had to come into it when i think when he had to tell him that you either stop coming to this church or something else like you can't keep coming to this church and just be traumatizing somebody i mean thank god the lady gave birth but like You cannot just come and be prey on people like that. Like, no, it's not acceptable. So, I mean, it's for the church folks to hear.
0: (laughs) True. Just like what you said, just now, when people do certain things, there are disciplinary measures that should be in place. And also, one thing that I've always been against, there are things that society accepts. I mean, natural decency Mm -hmm. demands and then that is being infringed upon, the necessary steps must be taken.
1: Yeah.
0: The people most of times always use the religion card, mm-hmm. quote unquote. So the religion, uh, Christian, just as you already said. Yeah. This is a believer. No, mm-hmm. there are certain things that, no, 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 you cannot turn a blind eye to you them. You can't
3: say you're a believer and even be doing those things, self like <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> right. True,
0: true. So the religion card must not be played. Or even when it is played, you counter it yeah. you know, with, with the necessary steps.
3: <laughs> right.
0: The house of God is always a house of order. The Bible has so many things that we can relate every day. Yeah. Jesus went into the temple.
3: I was just about to say, yeah. <laughs> you
0: just about to say, yeah, yeah. Right, we're on the same page. <laughs> yeah. He saw them trading in his friends. I said, my father is not a merchant out. Yeah. Drove them away. Yeah. Set the place in order. So from time until now, that is the standard. Jesus has already set the standard. Should not go anything below Mm -hmm. that the Bible, the scriptures in its track, yeah. Yeah.
3: Take it and not use the Bible to your own convenience when you feel like it's convenient, you just take the word and just be like, This is what the Bible says, and when it does not Mm. apply to you, you be like, Ah, even though the Bible did not say that, you start adding pep and maggot to it, (laughs) right? What are some of the lessons you are learning right now?
0: The first of all, it's about obedience when you obey what the scriptures say that. You should put faith over fear. You come to understand that God does not work according to logic. Mm-hmm. He works in mysterious ways. Mm-hmm. So you also learn that when you obey the results that are destined for you, they yeah. will come. I think it was Jeremiah 29, 11, talk about the thoughts I have towards you, right. lots of peace,
1: right.
0: lots of good to give you an expected end. So when you Mm. obey, you put fear because the enemy will always throw fear in your direction or at your face. So you always ought to obey what the scriptures say, putting faith, trusting in him, what his word says, obedience to that you're bound to overcome. Also, is believing in yourself. You know, like I said, the motivational quotes and everything, they are founded upon scriptures. A lot of them, almost all of them, Believing mm. in yourself that you can do it. There is nothing too hard for anybody to do. Yeah. yeah. I myself, as an example, I always thought that I would not be into ministry. But look where I find myself. <laughs> right mm-hmm. at the foot of Jesus
1: mm-hmm.
0: doing his work. Mm-hmm. So believing in yourself that you can do it no matter. You know, sometimes we just like I said, we look at ourselves, we focus much on the weaknesses mm-hmm. and things we cannot do. Whereas we should focus on what we can do and how we can do them. Because yeah. God does not give you, God does not allow anything to come your way if you cannot, if you are not able to overcome it. Yeah. Everything that comes your way, God knows that you are able. Yeah. You yeah. have the capacity to overcome it. Yeah. So believing that you have it, because it starts from within. Mm-hmm. You can't give what you don't have. Right. You can't give what you don't have. It's a principle in law. In name of that tool and yeah. what you don't have.
3: Yeah. yeah. So I think it's just a believing in yourself moment where you have to have faith, because if you don't do what you are supposed to do, again, there's a lot of people that are dependent on you that you do not even know or know about. So once you obey, there are people that are going to impact. You may know, you may not do. About so even doing Barrier Breaker's corner or podcasting is just by faith. I don't know who is being blessed. I don't know who is been touched. But the moment you obey God, the moment you put your trust in God and take that first step, like we said, giving God your first years, there's somebody that's going to be blessed by you. You might not know today, you might not you might never even know. Or you might know later in your years that this podcast or this message or this thing that you did blessed somebody. Yours is to just obey and move forward. So I just said, this is not so, what I was thinking about. But if I remember, I was thinking that. Another thing that
0: just came to mind is peace of mind. Peace. Mm. Mm. Like I said, peace of mind is a state of satisfaction, not abundance, but you satisfy with, with what is available and you assure that more or better. Yeah. It's common, Oh, yeah. Yeah, peace of mind is very simple because when God leads, he's the only one that will give you an assignment and show you how to do it. Yeah, he's the only one that will send you on an errand mm-hmm. and then be with you yeah. throughout the journey.
1: Yeah, yeah, he's the only yeah. one.
0: So when he gives you an instruction, when you have something to do, when you have a duty to perform that others will benefit from, mm-hmm. the moment you do it, the peace of mind comes as a sign of certification. Yeah, or a sign of acceptance. Well done. Yeah, I'm with you. That is what the peace of mind does. It assures you. It gives you. Confidence, it builds your confidence that yeah. you're on the right path. When you're not on the right path, you restless. You don't sleep. You just move about living but not fulfilling yeah. your purpose.
3: And I just remembered what I wanted to say, that when people are afraid i feel like it's more because of what i mean they're afraid because of failure i think that's the main reason why people are afraid to do anything (laughs) is because of the failure they don't want to fail in the eyes of man Mm. They, they want to look perfect like i'm good at this i'm perfect i'm that but if there's not i think i was one of the podcasts i was having The guy said failure is not you're not really failing you're learning you know, learning to do it better. Some, yeah. So, even if you give God your first yes and it looks like you failed, you have learned something from it to do better. So, you just move forward on whatever God is saying and just be obedient. So, it's about that fear of failure that is what is causing people to be afraid. And also, what people will say, depending on what the assignment is, depending on what you are tugging in your heart, it's like, what is this person going to say? There are specific people that you're actually looking up to and you're like, what does this person say? What would that person say? I'm doing this. How? Why? And that's another thing that people get afraid about. Like, what is this person going to say? And you're afraid because of that. You don't want anyone to say anything bad about you. You want everybody to say nice things about you. Listen. People have been talking about you since you were born. The good, the bad, Mm and the ugly. (laughs) And they'll still talk about you when you die. So so. (laughs) so, you just have to move forward. And one thing I know is that I want to be... Somebody asked me a question about what legacy do you want to leave behind? I was on on an interview once and I said to them, I was thinking, what was I going to say? But I think my answer then was that I want... When people see me, they see a woman of faith, somebody who stepped out on faith and defied the odds out. That's the legacy I want to build so that whenever they listen to the podcast or hear the story about my life, they desire to have faith because it's not just people in the Bible that had faith, but we as humans alive today also have faith. So, we have to live by faith. I mean, that's what the word of God says, but because a lot of us are not seeing it, they're like, let's do things anyhow. But I want people to know that when you live by faith, God is taking you from one level to the other. You never know where it's going to end, but just being obedient at that moment in time is paramount to where you're going next. So you don't know where that next is going to be. Maybe you have an idea or a vision of where you want to be, but taking that step of faith, this you see me as the barrier breaker. The woman with faith that stepped out on faith and defied the odds. Yeah, so...
0: Changing the narrative.
3: Yeah, right. Yeah,
0: uh,
3: so, Yeah. One of the questions I do ask on Barrier Breaker's Corner is, what do you know now that you wish you had known when you were younger?
0: Okay, it's... Uh, you don't need the approval of people wish I had known that younger. Mm. You don't need people around to... Accept or to be with you on the journey to right. purpose. The journey to purpose. Mm. Because wild dreams just as some writer said wild dreams are dangerous to people who don't see far from where they are pursue purpose or to That's follow deep. the instruction yeah, that God has given me.
3: Yeah.
0: I would have told younger Timothy boy just stay on this path. Yeah. <laughs> this is where you're headed.
3: The only approval you need is God.
0: God. As soon as you're sure this Mm -hmm. business idea, as soon as you're sure this plan, this event, or whatever God has laid into your heart, as soon Mm -hmm. as you're sure of it, and God confirms it through his word and through other people of like mind, not any other people who don't even know what scriptures entail, but people of like mind that's positive enough to point out what is right, what Mm -hmm. is wrong. As soon as you have the approval first from God, and God confirms it through other people, you don't necessarily mm. depend on them, but it is just as saying God is with you because yeah. God speaks, He confirms what He says.
1: Yeah. As yeah. soon as you
0: have that from God, you go right ahead, you go headlong into yeah. it. You go headlong into it. And like I said, God is the only one who gives you an assignment and shows you how to do it. Even if the vision is for an appointed time, even if the business idea it's for an appointed time for you to start or that next move that next investment you want and if it's for an appointed time as long as you wait on it yeah. that's the only approval you need yeah. that is from god yeah that's the only approval
3: yeah that is it that's the only thing you need as long as god said just do it no matter what like we said don't be afraid of what people say don't be afraid of failing Just like Timothy has also said, God is the only one that will ask you to do something and show you the way, the strategies, everything that you're supposed to do and how to go about it. So if God said, just do it. Yes, you can ask him. Yes, you can ask your questions. I mean, same thing I just said. You can throw tantrums, be angry, be upset, but you just give him your yes and be obedient. And then you see what he'll do with you. What advice have you got for anyone that feels like life is hard, I can't break barriers. I'm always seeking the approval of man. I'm afraid to fail. What advice have you got for them?
0: but well, it's, like I said, it starts with you. Every day we go on social media, we see people saying, times don't last. Only tough people do. It takes Tough times don't last. Yeah. As long as you're doing what you're called for. Mm-hmm. What God has called you to do. What God has laid in your heart, your mind. You show of it. You go when to move. You can do all things. Yeah. It starts from within. You can do all everything you put your heart and mind to do. Mm-hmm. As long as God is with you, you can achieve it. And you will. Yeah. There is no need to hold back. No, no stereotypical mindset that only men can do it, only women can do it. Mm-hmm. Go for it.
1: Yeah.
0: Everything is possible. Yeah. Everything is up for grabs. Yeah. <laughs> everything is up for grabs. Even at the top most top there is still room at the top. Yeah. Even when you're there, there is still room. Even when you're down, there is always the next move yeah. you can improve. You yeah. just need to take the next step. Once you start, is say, a journey of a thousand miles starts with the first step. Mm-hmm. Taking the first step, believing in yourself or before you can do anything, it comes with your mind. It's all here in the mind.
3: Yeah. Being
0: it- renewed in the mind.
3: I mean, whatever God says, like we said earlier, it wouldn't make sense at the beginning, but you just have to mm. go for it
0: because. Go for it.
3: Imagine back in the day, if 20 years ago, or 30 years ago, our parents knew that being a footballer will grab you a lot of money (laughs) they would have gone into that is if god was calling them in that area they would have moved into it but back in the day they are like no you can't do it you can't be a footballer you can't do sports you can't do this or if they've realized that if they're known that singing will fetch you a lot of money they will have pushed many of their kids into that area i mean again if that's where god was calling them but Back then, they're like, no. And you never know what God is saying. So whatever God is saying to you today, and I'm preparing you for something that the world has is yet to see. The Bible says, eyes have not seen, ears have not heard. Yeah, so maybe whatever God is telling you today, is running for something that no one else has seen, no one else has heard. So you just have to be obedient and prepared today for tomorrow. Thank you so much, Timothy, for coming on the podcast. We've had a great conversation from me talking about it's not paramount to go to church and then <laughs> scrapping that <laughs> and coming to this point where we are like trusting in God and when God tells you to do this you know he's the only one that can guide you and give you strategy we've come a long way on this journey of the podcast on this episode of the podcast thank you so much for coming on Uh, and uh, most
0: welcome thank you for the opportunity you're
3: welcome
2: thank you for listening to the barrier breakers corner podcast if you liked what you heard, please give us a five-star review and subscribe to the show wherever you listen to your podcast. Also, share with those you think can benefit from this information. Please email all questions, suggestions, and compliments to the BB podcast at gmail.com. The Barrier Breakers Corner Podcast is produced by the Podcast Laundry Production Company and executive produced by... Joyce Donkor. The podcast music was written by Chidi Omenihu and produced by Andy Official in Vegandia, West Africa.